Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shireko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shireko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, this is Susan Shireko. Welcome. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Alexander Joyous, who is the author of Diabetic Denial, The Long Journey Home. He has written his book in the hope that it will change lives by raising awareness about diabetes. Not enough people know the damage that diabetes can do to a person. So let's find out about it from Alexander. Please wave your hands to welcome Alexander Joyous. Hello, Alexander. Welcome. Hello, Susan. Well, thank you. Yeah. So where do you come from, Alexander? Well, originally I am uh, from St. Lucia, a little tiny island in the Caribbean. And I migrated to here some time ago via my parents in Daly City, California. And I currently reside in Vallejo, California, which is about... 50 miles north of uh, San Francisco. Ah, okay. And uh, did you go to have a kind of normal American, mid-American life? Yeah, it was a normal mid-American life, middle-class family. We grew up in a middle-class neighborhood, enjoyed all the benefits that uh, uh, life can award you as as a middle-class person here in America. Went to Catholic school, uh, private school all my life. From there, I kind of went to the public school system, which was a shock because a lot of that I learned in uh, in the rudimentary elementary system. I started learning, in, 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 and you know they were still they were teaching that in high school, so that was somewhat a breeze. From there, I graduated, went to uh, I took the long road. Um, I started out at community college CSM in San Mateo, California. From there, I transferred to San Francisco State. I then left college and joined the military, spent eight years in the U.S. Army. And upon uh, leaving the Army, I went to work for AT&T. And 33 years later, here I am still working for uh, you AT&T. <laughs> yeah. Were you involved in sports? I was. I played football, basketball, baseball as a youth. I was in the track. I was involved with uh, all the sports. You know, back then, the youth were outside. We rode our bikes. We, we, we played. We, we, we engaged. Um, so a little different from the youth is today. But uh, I enjoyed a, a really good life. Yeah, and I, I imagine that along with that came enjoying our great American diet with supersized meals and pizza. Of course, <laughs> and just not one, multiple, multiple pizzas and supersized meals. Yeah, I enjoyed that because at the time I was very active. So you you could do that at that point. Well, Alexander, this that. yeah, this story is about your personal journey with diabetes. So after living all this wonderful life, what happened? Well, um, you know, after living a wonderful life, um, you you kind of grow up from that life. Uh, I started to have, I had responsibilities, and one was a family. I got married uh, late in life, at age 32. Uh, I got married, had two children, and had to go to work. And my work took me various places, many long hours, 
So my eating habits were not uh, typical. Um, they were they were sporadic. Uh, maybe I would eat a meal at 6 p.m. or I wouldn't get a meal until 11 p.m. So I had sporadic eating habits, and I didn't stop supersizing and having pizza uh, <laughs> as, as time <laughs> went on. And all those things caught up with me, and eventually I was diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetic, diabetes. So what did you do once you got the diagnosis? Well, once I got the diagnosis, it was a shock. And as any uh, typical person, I, I, I sat back and I started to think, well, I wasn't born with diabetes. It looks like something just came on. I went out, went, I went to Sears at the time, bought me a stationary bike and got on it and rode it like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> started exercise right away, rode it like there's tomorrow. Went back to the doctor and they said everything was fine. So I resumed my life as, um, you know, as a normal American person eating burgers and apple pie. Mm. But then did you begin to see some symptoms coming up? I actually didn't see any symptoms um, or wasn't really paying attention to it. But one of the things I know is uh, after uh, learning more about it is that you begin to urinate frequently. And I did notice that I was urinating a little frequently. And so I went back to the to the doctor, went back to my personal physician, and he made the confirmation that I did have uh, type 2 diabetes and that, you know, just exercising alone wouldn't wouldn't help. And so we started a regimen. So he put me on insulin. And that kind of helped out for a while. But uh, For a while, but I went something back. major happened, right? Yeah, yes, I went back to my old habits, and eventually I started having pain underneath my left foot. Uh, you know, as a, as a as a man, uh, and this might be a man thing, I disregarded pain and 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 mm. kept on as as usual. And it got to a point where uh, September 30th of uh, 2015, I it was uh, unbearable. I couldn't put my foot down to walk, and so the next morning I went to. Uh, the doctors, and so be it. I lost uh, a portion of that foot. My goodness! I mean, was was that a simple operation, or or had you let it go so long that it was more serious? Uh, well, had it gone so long, I, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. Uh, according uh-huh. to the doctors, had I had I not got in that morning, uh, I would have I would have been dead by the next day because. Uh, looked like I was uh, septic. My blood was septic, and the the, the gas wow. had already receiving through most of my organs. So uh, I was pretty lucky, can't say. Um, wow. I was. I would say that I was blessed that day. So it sounds like you were. But how how long did it then take you to recover? It took me uh, after the procedure, which. Uh, was about three or four hours. It wasn't a long procedure. Uh, my recovery time from leaving the hospital uh, home was about a year. And the reason why it took so long is you, you can't skin graft the bottom of your of the foot there. That that whole thing had to grow by itself, which is pretty extraordinary. The body itself, uh, the human body is very extraordinary. I learned a lot uh, from that. But uh, it took about a year and a half for, for it to heal in another three or four months for me to learn how to walk and function again without all of my faculties. Wow. Now, I, I guess I'm, I'm 
I, I picture this, you know, what is it like to try to step down on only a partial foot? At first it was, it was, it was, it was challenging. Um, you have to get used to it, but um, after a while, the body makes up for what it has lost or gained. Um, I guess repetition is, is, is the best thing I can say uh, over time, just repeating the process and, and getting the best of care um, being in a rehabilitation center, just uh, everyone there giving you the support that you need. Um, eventually you, 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 you it, it's like uh, you didn't lose a limb or you, you didn't lose any of your faculties. You're able just to walk without um, being conscious of it. I would say, though, it's it's a, it's more mental than it is physical. I can get that. Yeah, because your your if your mind is not in in along in the on the ride, you just don't do it. You just Correct. sit there and feel sorry for yourself. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, you sink into this low low point, and you know you don't you don't you don't have the will. So. Um, Thankfully, my mind was not there. I, uh, you know, I believe in, in, in the creator. I am a very spiritual person. So um, I didn't take this as something negative. I understand it, it happened, and a lot was due to my fault and me being in denial of, of, of uh, my prognosis. So I just continued to push forward, uh, move on, forged on. Um, as an ex-military person, that's what we're, we're taught to do anyway, so. Um, I think all of that actually helped me in my rehabilitation and getting back on my feet. Mm-hmm. When did you decide you wanted to tell this story? Six months after the operation, I decided, mm. you know, I sat down with my family and said, you know, if I can help one person, just one person, if I can help them change their habits, help them understand it when the prognosis uh, is given, that you, you jump on it and, and you do exactly as the physician would, would, would tell you to do, then I have done. I would have done my job as a human being, from human being to human being, just changing one life. Uh, and so I decided to, mm-hmm. yeah, it made a difference. And I decided to put paper to pen, and and talk about the things that I, that I've gone through and um, the experiences is and how it changed my life, but actually made me a better person. Uh, and how my eating habits changed and was able to go from an A1C of 10 to 5.2, which is normal, and and, and then having to maintain that. And every now and then, yes, you know, we live life, so we cheat, and we should. We're human beings. We should be able to enjoy some of the pleasures that life has awards for us. So um, it's I would say it's a seesaw. battle all the time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well let's get into let's get into some of that stuff those those things that you had to do first of all was was this something you would have expected to happen that diabetes ran in your family or that there was something you had specifically done that would have brought it on i actually didn't expect that to happen i never thought that i would have living my life with you know partial partial foot or an amputation um, never thought about that. Didn't expect it to happen. It did, and that's when I really went in and, and figured out why it did. And uh, that's when I found out that you know diabetes is hereditary, and it does run in the family. But it's interesting; it doesn't hit every member of the family. It can skip a generation, or it can you know if there's 
five children. They can one child has it and the, the rest doesn't, and they, then it'll skip two generations, and maybe your grand niece will have it. So it's not something that uh, it's very sporadic in, in the way it does affect uh, individuals, but it more has to do with your eating habits, I would say. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, a history of any medical conditions that are commonly found? with people who get diabetes, like, I guess, high blood pressure or arthritis or cancer, anything like that? No, no. Prior to that, no. I was a uh, healthy 32-year-old human being, you know, that uh, was living life uh, as a middle-class into the family, um, mm-hmm. American, and doing the things that uh, law-abiding citizens would be doing, you know, going to work, coming home, Marrying my family, uh, keeping my faith, and uh, trusting in the system. So, oh, it, uh, and Caught the pain you itself. off the heart. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. You, know, you 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 mentioned that this was type two diabetes. Is that preventable? Type two diabetes is preventable. It's it, it, and you, you you can come back from it. Type one is something that you're born with, so that's something that's not preventable. Type one you live with all your life, but type two diabetes, if you really put in the the time and work, you can reverse it. Which is what you basically do. You manage your diabetes. Yes, I manage my diabetes through exercise. Thirty minutes of exercise, and it doesn't have to be vigorous exercise. You know, brisk walking. Uh, riding your bike, uh, you know, a little jogging, uh, nothing too strenuous to the body because you don't want to hurt other other areas of, the, of your body. Uh, changing your diet, getting away from the you know the high carbs, the fast carbs, um, putting more fiber in your diet, and just having more of a peace of mind, uh, staying within yourself, uh, not getting out out of yourself. Um, keeping your blood pressure and everything intact and, 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 and living as wholesome a life as you can live um, and just and having good people around you as well because that makes a difference. Having family and friends around you, surrounding yourself with you know, good people. As I say, be careful of the company that you keep. So um, Therefore, that you don't entice any of those bad habits. If, if you, your friends are eating burgers all the time, then you're going to eat burgers. But uh, Right, right. People are more now, conscious you, of who you are and, you know, your yeah, disease. Yeah. Did you, now, did you have a weight problem before or, or do you manage your diet more for the diabetes than for weight loss? Uh, manage it more for diabetes than weight loss. Uh, I did not have a weight problem before. I, I was never a, a big person. I think, the, you know, I, I got up to size proportionately, um, 5'11". I think the, the, the most I weighed was 240, but... That was more muscle than anything else because I played football, um, basketball, so I, baseball. I stayed in shape. Um, and currently, my, my my normal weight, and based on my my body structure, is about 220 anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But it was not, you know, two, an obese 220. It was you know, more proportional uh, 220. So no weight weight wasn't an issue. It was just the fact that, you know, I would eat supersized McDonald's uh, at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> to my body, <laughs> and then in the morning I'm eating a big breakfast. So uh, yes. the body yeah. has never had enough time to, you know, digest the foods. It was kind right. of right, inundated right. with so, uh, with these foods. So. so, so what did you eliminate from your diet in order to well, eat a healthy, healthy diabetic lifestyle? 
Well, I le- definitely eliminated the supersized McDonald's. So all fast foods yeah. were, uh, it's been seven years now, uh, no fast foods. Wow. Um, I have uh, more vegetables, more greens, um, more uh, green vegetables per se, less meat. I don't, uh, I've taken red meat out of my diet. I've taken the pork out of my diet. And it's more um, uh, protein-based uh, through uh, fish. And I don't eat all fish, particularly mostly the fish I eat is salmon, and it has to be a wild Alaskan salmon. So no farm-raised uh, subsidies at all. Well, okay. Do you eat chicken? I eat chicken, um, but not a lot of it. Um, just maybe once every, about once a week, uh, we'll have some chicken. But most of my diet is mostly uh, salmon. Okay. And how about... And, and pasta, very rice, grains, how about all that? Yeah, greens, uh, rice I can have, but it's measured. Uh, pasta, not supposed to have that, but again, you know, you know, you have to live life. So every now and then I make dinner for my youngest daughter. She loves pe- um, Sorry, she loves spaghetti. So when I make the spaghetti, I will make it all natural. Uh, I make it from scratch other than the pasta, but uh, I make it with all natural vegetables, I take it before I put the sauce in. So I would take my portion out and then put the sauce in for her. But I, I inundated with a lot of garlic, a lot of ginger, uh, and, and turmeric. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult to adjust to this diet? No, actually it was not difficult. <laughs> when, you, when you know that you're forced to do something, you'd be surprised how fast you can change. <laughs> we have, that is, uh, I, there's something about that impetus to live that makes you think yes. twice before you take the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. yes, do you have yes, to? <laughs> do you have to monitor your sugar levels every day? I do have to monitor my sugar levels just to make to, to make sure. Um, and I, so I do have a monitoring device. I don't do three times a day. You know, uh, pricking yourself on the fingers three times a day is, is a little. Uh, painful I would say and then sometimes it will leave calluses so every now and then I I, I do uh, take and make sure my levels are within uh, the required um, areas and you can basically feel your body changing if and when you you have more sugars than you're supposed to have in your body as a type 2 diabetic you you can instantly feel feel that change so I I, um, have a good guide, and, and, and really I stay strict on my diet. And staying strict on my diet helps me maintain my A1C under the 7, which uh, most physicians like it to be. How can, how can you tell when your the sugar levels have changed? Is it something, oh. uh, you know, what do we talk, we could, mental, physical, emotional? I mean, what do we, what do, what do you experience it as? It's, uh, oh, well, I would say it's all three, but uh, first it would be physical. You can feel the rise. You you can feel the chemical change in your body. Uh, um, If your sugars are too high, you become more sluggish. Um, You you feel kind of tired of sleepy. And then there's also the emotional product. High sugars creates a a chemical imbalance, which you seem more angry, more agitated. Uh, that, then, then you would normally be. So those things are kind of signs that uh, your sugars may be a little high. 
uh, if your sugars are too low, because I've, exper- I've experienced both of that. I've been on insulin. Sometimes I take too much insulin and my sugars go low. Well, uh, low sugar, uh, you, you tend to start to sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you feel, you know, the dizziness and things coming on. So you, you, ha- you really have to pay attention to um, uh, your body and, and what it's doing at the time. And, and really stick with your diet. Stick with, I, w- I, w- I would tell anyone, you know, everyone out there listening is you want to stick with your diet. Get off the fatty foods. Get off the high carbs, the fast carbs. There, there are carbs that are good for you, and there are carbs that have great spikes. Um, mm. Rice, uh, pastas, uh, all of those things. They, they have great, you know, high, high, high spikes, high sugar. So as soon as you, 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 you digest it, you can feel the change in your body. You can feel that there's, there's the, the, the sugars right. It goes right into your blood system right away. So. Um, and, and a lot of like juices, orange juice, all the all all, all, your, all your particular juices that are not naturally made. So as a diabetic, you want to be more natural. Uh, I always say you want to live or, or eat, um, you know, the, the Bible the diet, which is you know, the the food I give you is meat. So stick with the fruit, stick with the vegetables, stick with the greens, and every now and then you can have a nice little if you if you just can't get away from meat you can have a uh, very small portion of uh, of of your, of your steak but uh, everything is well proportioned so that you have more greens than you would have um meat or carbs and and do you wear a bracelet to notify people so that in case you should go into insulin shock um someone would know what was going on that's a great question. No, I, I, I do not wear a bracelet, and I should really think about putting having that. Now, I do have my I, I do have my phone, which has an emergency and has all my information on there. But uh, you know, if the phone locks up, I don't I I don't know if they can. I believe they can get to the emergency part of it. But um, you're right. That's something that uh, I should really look at. I never thought about wearing a bracelet or you know having having an identification i know in, in the military you always have your what they call the dog tags and on there has your mm-hmm. blood type and things like that so it makes a lot of sense for you know us as diabetic diabetics to have something that uh, alerts uh people that uh who we are in such in case we should fall out in the street or something like that or the right. EMT, right. yeah mm-hmm. definitely they would have some yeah. knowledge of uh, what may be going on Right, right. Now, you also mentioned exercise is tremendously important. What What's your routine? My routine basically is to get up. I have a, in my yard, I have a half-court basketball, so I shoot around a little bit. I get on my stationary bike, I ride, and then I just do some brisk walking. Nothing too strenuous. Um, you just want to keep the body moving, per se. So a body in, in, in motion tends to, you know, live happier. Now you also mentioned that you you made some changes to your lifestyle um, in terms of how how much you worked and um, you know you had previously worked what sixteen hour days. Yeah, I was previously working sixteen <laughs> to twenty four hour days, and I, that didn't Woo! help because of bad eating habits. Um, uh, but uh, since since then, I've I've changed changed my work schedule. I've changed uh, how I um, approach life. Um, I, I guess I would say I've, I've been awarded a second chance. So I don't work as much, um, you know, eight hours a day. I, I make sure I get six to eight hours of rest. 
um, I na- every now and then I will med- and, and meditate. So I do a lot of meditation as well. Uh, and, and I try to keep myself, I would say, as they say in yoga, nirvana, I guess. Uh, I ah, keep myself okay. in a state, yeah, in a, in a state of absolute peace so that um, I have an understanding of, of, of who I am, my body, mm-hmm. uh, my purpose, and try to live that, you know, purpose in life uh, th- throughout. Now, were there any other things you had to adjust to? Uh, well, I did have to walking uphill and downhill. That was a, that was mm-hmm. a big thing I had to adjust because uh, you never know how much you need a part of your body until you don't have it. Ah. And so um, your feet they act like a bevels. Uh, uh, your foot, you know, they they act like bevels. They they move up and down, side to side. And, and not having that on on one side or the other, I do have a brace that I use, so I had to to make an adjustment walking with a brace. But that brace doesn't bend as as, as a normal human being's ankle would bend. So um, I had to adjust to that. So walking downhill and uphill, especially with uh, you know packages or whatever you had, made made it made your balance a little different. So I had to adjust to that. But um, again, it was more 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 so mental. And, and mm-hmm. just taking taking your time in doing so, and, and understanding uh, things about you know having just having an understanding of you can't do too much too fast. Mm. Take it easy. Easy does it. Easy. <laughs> you know? easy does it, like they say. Easy does it uh, in life. You know, you take things easy. You walk through life not running, but taking your time so that you could have an understanding of all things, so your decisions are made correctly. And what is the message that you want to get across through this book, Alexander? Well, my message is that pay attention, number one, to your body, number two, to your physician, and number three, to your family. And um, if you just become more aware of the foods that you put in your body, Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we become more aware of the foods that we put in our body. Yes, we, we, we have to enjoy life. And so, you know, a burger, pizza, that's part of, you know, the American diet. But we need to be more cognizant of putting uh, better foods in our body, you know, more greens, more vegetables, those things that are provided naturally. And try to get away from the unnatural, you know, the foods. Every now and then it's good to have you know, a nice little ice cream. You go out, you enjoy it with your family, your children, your wife, your loved one, your partner's significant other. But at times, make sure that you understand yourself and always love yourself first so that if you love yourself and you're taking care of yourself, you'll be able to take care of others. And if we do that, then all of society uh, would be better for it, will be better for it, and humanity will be better for it. So where have you promoted this book? Um, You know, I was not big on... Really, I just wanted to write it without fluff. And if one person picked it up, I wasn't looking to make a million dollars on it or to become rich on it. I just wanted to say, wanted it to help individuals who may be going through what I experienced and Mm -hmm. didn't have the support that I have. I had great support. I had family, I had friends, the physician, the doctors, the nurses. I had tremendous support, 
but some people may not have that support. So I wanted to write this book as a guide, per se, mm-hmm. to, to, to give uh, that person the support they may need. That, hey, you know, this individual, Danny, Alexander was able to, you know, make do with life. Um, he, he didn't sit down. Like, uh, he, he got up. He stood up. And he surrounded himself. And the sun always shone for him. And so if you can continue to to, to push yourself, continue to believe in yourself, continue to love yourself and surround yourself with with, with people that uh, love you and see you for who you are and are willing to help and aid you in in your time of distress and need, then I I did my job with the book. Mm -hmm. Um, Where is it available? Uh, it's available at Barnes and Nobles, Google, on on any of the of, of the platforms. Uh, it is also available. I do have a website, Alexander Danny Joye J O I E U X dot com. You can get it there. Um, it's available yeah, on on all on all the digital platforms. Um, bookstore. And, bookstore. And do you platform, ever go digitally. out and do do you ever? go out to groups to talk about your experience and, and help them become more aware of your story that I, way? I have not gone out to groups. I would like, I, uh, I did join uh, the uh, diabetic group uh, locally here, but it's only uh, per se online. Uh, I would mm-hmm. definitely love to go out and talk to people and, and talk about the experience, let them know um, what I did to recover um, how I could help, how I could be of service, uh, because I believe that if each and everyone gives back to each other, then we can uh, definitely make this disease less, uh, let's say, disheartening for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can adjust to it, yes. They can adjust to it, and, and they'll be able to live more of a normal life. Right, which is the goal for everybody. So, Correct. well, yes. thank you so much for being on the program, Alexander. I mean, I, and I want to thank our listeners as well. As a reminder, we've been speaking with Alexander Troyer about his book, Diabetic Denial, The Long Journey Home, which is available online in numerous places um, and on his website, uh, which is his name. And the, um, would you repeat that full website address again? Yes, the full website is Alexander Danny Joye, J-O-Y-E-U-X dot com. And it's also at Barnes & Noble. So there's plenty of places to pick it up. And if you have, di- have recently gotten a diagnosis of diabetes or you're trying to figure out how to manage it, or if you know somebody who's going through that, this is a good place to start and see how an example of someone who has uh you know, dealt with it and he's managing it well and is sharing his experience uh, to help you. So please take a listen. Uh, so thank you again for sharing your book with us, Alexander. Oh, you're welcome. That's thank it. you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for giving me the time and the platform to, uh, you know, reach, like you said, to reach those who may be having a hard time. And if uh, this book can help them turn themselves around or, or, or seek better care and help, then uh, you know, thank you very much. You know, God bless everyone. Let's uh, all come together as the human family and help each other so that uh, life can be better and our societies and communities can can, can be better. Uh, I'd also say it's available on uh, Amazon bookstore as well. So, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, amen to your your wish for this book. Um, it's a, you know, we need more examples of people who are uh, successfully dealing with things like this, so that they are an inspiration and a source of basic information that can make a big difference in their lives. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, that's yeah, my pleasure to do it. So that's it for us today, folks. Bye for now, and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverrunes.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, Sharing the Journeys of Those Affected by Sudden and Great Loss, and What They Did to Heal, Rebuild, and Where They Are Now.